what's up? This is a special edition of Marsha's Plate where we review the show Pose on FX. All right? Uh, what Diana say? Don't call the doctor. Don't call the mama. Don't call the preacher. Welcome back to Marsha's Plate. Make sure if you join the conversation, you hashtag Marsha's Plate and pose FX. Um, we're going to cover a lot of topics. This episode was really deep, um, heartfelt. So if you hear us talking about anything and you have something to add, make sure you hashtag us. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. We are under... M-A-R-S-H-A-S-P-L-A-T-E. That's M-A-R-S-H-A-S-P-L-A-T-E. Hashtag us. We don't care if you agree or disagree. We just want to hear your opinion. So, you know, come join the conversation. Hey, what's up, y'all? So this is episode eight, the last episode of the season. Are you excited? Oh, I'm kind of sad. <laughs> well, we got, I'm not sad. We got season two, bitch. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> we got something to look forward to. We could be right here and not looking for nothing. Right. <laughs> it could be over. <laughs> so I'm really, really excited that we got another season to look forward to because be, I would be so so, so, so disappointed. Ooh, I would have been over, girl. <laughs> Did you have an incident what recently? Uh, With I, your company. Oh, yes. Well, you see, and that goes into, okay, so this is, okay, so what happened was I had, you know, a, 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 a gentleman caller. <laughs> right. <laughs> he came over. A little company. All right, a little company. So he came over or whatever, and, you know, normally, you know, like when you have somebody come over, you have something just playing on TV. Uh-huh. Just as background noise, whatever. I had pose playing. Um, I figured, you know, I, from the pictures I sent and the conversations that was had, I assumed it was like some trade. You know, he looked tradey, tall and dark skinned, bearded, all that. Like mm-hmm. the things. The illusion right. was on. So, you know, I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. So I'll just leave this on. He tells me he's at the door. I open the door. Before I could say hello, hi, how are you? <laughs> Before I could get a word out, he's complaining. He said, oh. What's up with all these blunts out here on the patio? I don't even like the smell of weed. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, first of all... <laughs> you don't even give me a chance to greet and feel right. my fish. I can't even be hostess fish. <laughs> hey. Hi. And then, you complaining about my weed, my my, my blunts. That's uh, turn off number two. And then number three, <laughs> you know, you giving me this look, this, you know, and... Uh, I'm used to this, but when it happens, it's annoying. You giving me this manly look, this tradey look, and then as soon as your mouth opens up, baby, the Gucci purse comes fall- falling down. <laughs> you are a woman. Out of your mouth. Like, hey, sis. <laughs> the Chanel bag. <laughs> oh, you dropped something, baby. <laughs> so, you know, he comes in and, 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 you know, sits down, and he's whatever. At this point, I don't give a fuck what's on the TV at this point because you about two seconds from getting pushed up out the door. Right. So he's like, he immediately, don't say nothing about me. Don't say, and I did this on purpose. I immediately disrobed instantly. Mm-hmm. He was sitting on a couch. I dropped my. Because at the end of the day, this was a hookup. This, this was, was a hookup. Right. right. <laughs> so 
I'm like, okay, let me distract him from whatever. But right. Me, so before you get to, before you turn me off even further, right. Let me take these clothes off let, so we can go ahead and get the session. Right. That's, the that's exactly <laughs> what that was for. I immediately. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Nevertheless, uh-huh. yet and still, he still had more things to say. <laughs> he said, "Before we start, before we let start, me read a little bit more. Oh, wait, there's more. <laughs> so." You know, it's a pose is going on or whatever, and I'm like, I'm on my knees trying to pull his basketball shorts down. Right. And he's talking about some butt-ass naked on my knee on, on all fours in front of him, pulling his basketball shorts down. And he says, what is this? I don't ever watch stuff like this. Sounded just like that. I don't ever watch stuff like this. I said, oh, well, this is Pose. It's a all LGBT trans cast. It, it's a really, it's. Uh, a big deal right this is a big deal for us he goes well i don't even i would never watch something like this i said well it just got approved for season two and one of the reasons why all of us who support this show are so happy that it got approved is because of people like you you know gays like you who feel like you don't relate to the show you don't need to watch the show you don't need to support the show because this isn't this has nothing to do with you but it really does you know what i'm saying but i like i'm having this conversation with this boy like while I'm trying to like pull the dick out, so yeah, that was how that was my pose experience last night with my company. <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy. Because what people don't understand is Ryan Murphy has created an ensemble of creators, um, and he is giving them the rain. Like he's not just trying to. Oh, I'm trying to come do this. Yes, he's steering a little bit, but he has let people. People of color and minorities come in and direct. He has let them come in and write. He has hired writers to be able to sell authentic to tell authentic stories. They really have done a wonderful job. This was exquisite. It was. It gets better and better every episode because you know how I was the very first episode, even though I was wholeheartedly supporting it i was reading <laughs> i was like mm, this acting mm, what <laughs> i'm cringing <laughs> like it was like i was cringing but every single episode has gotten better and better and better it's like oh my god i just this is exquisite i haven't this is for me it's more than like a show it's almost like a therapy because i know I know I'm not the only bitch that's be sitting here watching this show and the tears is just right there. Oh, baby. Uh, running down. Because <laughs> because this episode, water works. Works, baby. <laughs> the tears just be running down. This is like a release. We are mm-hmm. seeing We are seeing things that we experience on television relating to them in a way that we have never seen before on television. Mm-hmm. Like, I want you to understand that. This has never been seen before on television. Especially so <laughs> accurately, you know, done. Right. It's like amazing, amazing. It's so many storylines that I relate to. It's so many, um, even though they may not be exactly the same, they're so close mm-hmm. to the storyline that I experience that it's it just it's just automatically tear jerking and just just an automatic connection and beautiful to be able to see a reflection of the life that I live that I have never seen before. I've always been in my mind that subculture, that um, that underbelly of society. No matter, mm-hmm. it don't matter if I'm succeeding or not succeeding, I'm still that underbelly. Yeah. So seeing that on TV and seeing it depicted in the way that um, Janet and Ryan and these actors, these amazing actors, are portraying this it's just an amazing and i hate that people are so stuck in silly 
mindsets. Well, the, the well the issue with that is because ballroom is a subculture of a subculture. Right. So you have even if you're LGBT, you may not even know nothing about no balls or exactly. be or no or, or been to no balls or none of that. Like so. Right. Because we're not a monolith, so right. everybody is not in the ball scene. Yeah. But I wanted to, especially people who are like, oh, I ain't in the ball scene. I can't understand. I can't relate to this. You don't. I'm not either. For real. For real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have participated here and there, but I'm not really. I haven't. Shit, I ain't walked a fucking ball since fucking 03. Mm-hmm. So understand that everybody, we're not a monolith, so everybody does not um, walk balls. But when we talking about the, this, this, this show is just set in the ball scene. That is like a, a, you know, like when we have something that's set in the wild, wild west. It's really the stories that matter, right. but the, the, the scenery is wild, wild west. Mm-hmm. This, the scenery is the ball scene, but it's the story and the, the storytelling that matters in this. And this is what I relate to. Not necessarily the ball scene. So let's get on to the show. Oh my God, I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay, 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 yay. So not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts. I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community and I know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here so you're not only helping to sustain us you're helping to sustain other people in a community because I put my money where my mouth is you know that's just the kind of bitch I am community is fuck (laughs) so thank you I really really appreciate you and if you have not become a patron why have you not you can donate as low as a dollar a month it doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please, do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. So uh, it starts off with Electra in survival mode. <laughs> yeah. She's working at Show World all night and finding a place to lay her head in the daytime. We see her sleeping on benches, in diners, and anywhere she can find a place to rest, coming to work literally and figuratively, figuratively putting a face on, right? You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because we see her putting her makeup on and, you know, just trying to really be sexy for this these fucking quarter droppers. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but to me, what it pointed out to me is just something I've always said to people. When you don't plant seeds in the spring and the summer, you won't have any food to harvest in the fall that will last you through the winter. Yeah. Understand that. I want you to see where Electra is right now because she was she was riding high. She was look at even Aphrodite, the one who was praising her. Like you the one why I got to this point. You remember Aphrodite said that to her a couple of episodes back? At the cafe? At the cafe. You you are why I got to this point. All these people are praising you in the ball scene. All pe- all these trophies you don't want. All this these this mothering you had done. And yet and still, when you are in your winter moments, when you are in your downtime, in your roughest time, when you have nobody, when your sugar daddy has left you and you don't have anything, none of these motherfuckers. None of these motherfuckers you have built a relationship with enough to come and lay your head. Well, you can, we're going to get to what happens later, mm-hmm. but 
at this point, there is nobody that you have built a relationship with that you can say, oh, my God, I need a place to sleep. That your pride ain't in the way. Like, come on. Like, this is crazy. But this is a reality. Well, if you haven't if you haven't built a relationship of love with somebody where you can when you have when you ain't got nothing, you're going to be shit out of luck. This is why you need to treat people well and do right by people. Yeah. So she's dancing in the in her little job, in her little thing. Mm-hmm. And somebody puts a quarter in and it raises up. She was ready to give her John a day, but it actually, John a little dance, but it was actually Blanca. Right. She finds out she's there and she comes and sees her and take her out to the diner. So in the midst of that conversation, you know, Blanca is like, man, I didn't expect to see you in a place like that again, mm-hmm. you know? And Electra's like, well, shit, it seems that all I'm qualified to do is look pretty and, and dance for motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and then she says, well, this must give you some type of satisfaction. You won. And Blanca's like, what? None of us win when one of us is getting beat down. Even if someone, even if that someone had it coming. <laughs> um, like you. Like you, like, you know, she was, and that's, that's true. Like none of us, and this goes to trans community. This goes to the LGBT as a whole. Understand, I know you lesbian and you gays. We know that there's a difference between sexual orientation and gender identity. We know there's a difference in that. But when it comes to what we're fighting against, it's so similar that we don't have time for bickering and infighting. Mm-hmm. We just really don't because too many times, even Brandon has a friend that he's cool with that just constantly is in competition with trans folks. He's got oh. negative, negative things to say. Um, and he's in it. And he's not only one that I know. I know tons of gay men who have some kind of chip on their shoulder around trans folks. Yeah. I've never understood that. I never understood <laughs> it. That's one thing. And, um, you know, on it's on a national level too. I remember when um, the Ender Bill was uh, trying to get put into legislation. They were giving them the option, the gay folks. Mm-hmm. They were giving them the option to push it through if they take out the trans protection. And there was some gay people that was like, "Yeah, let's do it. What? Let's go for it." <laughs> Let's leave them bitches behind and get our rights. And we'll just come back for them later. Like, bitch, what? Isn't it funny how, like, oppressed people can really just be totally oblivious yes. to other other people's struggles? And that goes for gays, blacks, especially blacks, but uh-huh. all Expe- that. Especially citizens of America when we're looking at immigrants. Right. You know, even the minority citizens. Mm-hmm. When we're looking at immigrants, how many times I hear people looking at the Im- Im- immigrant fight and thinking that that's not a part of them. Yes, it is, baby. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> like really um y'all going to the same criminal justice system understand that yeah <laughs> they're the police brut- police brutality is affecting everybody in that in both of our realms understand that we're no different and so it's easy for us to look past people but if we work together <laughs> if we, and this it sounds so cliche work together what <laughs> we don't have time for that <laughs> um you know, it's just it's just we have to work together and it just makes it makes us more effective when we are battling against white supremacy, battling against patriarchy, battling against classism, battling against 
anything. <laughs> it, it just if we're working together, we get things done. So Blanca, um, I really relate to Blanca's relationship with Electra. It really reminds me of me and my gay mother's relationship. I remember my gay mother is not as mean and mean as um as Electra, but she is very arrogant. She's very um she has privileges that has allowed her to think that she's on a pedestal. She's very boastful. Very boastful. Yeah, Tracy's very boastful. Very boastful. And um, I think the reason why we worked together, why we worked well for so long, is that I am not intimidated by boastful people because I don't value those things. You're not intimidated nor impressed. Nor impressed, that's right. That's what it is. That's, that's really what it is. Yeah, the impressive so, factor. So, like, if you got a fancy car... It doesn't impress me because I'm not a car fish. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not somebody who live for, like, I don't need, like, when a nigga try to holler at me, like, my first thing to ask him is, oh, what kind of car you drive? I don't ask it like that. It doesn't, uh-huh. it doesn't impress me. Um, I can tell you if a car is a truck. I can tell you <laughs> if it's a car. I can tell you if it's a van. But I can, like, if you got two similar looking cars, I couldn't tell you the difference between a Bentley and another car like if they similarly shake Daddy, you got a nice van there <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't tell you the difference like maybe if i got in it but like on the outside I, I remember like i got one rich friend and we were driving in his cadillac and there was a bentley in front of us and he was like you see that and i was like what and he was like that's a bentley and i was like oh it looks like a regular car. <laughs> Out on the inside, baby. Uh, yeah, so maybe if I got in it. But I, that's that's I'm oblivious to things like that. I'm really oblivious. If you look beat, you if you look sickening to me like your clothes, it don't have to be labeled. If it's just fashion and sickening without being labeled, I'm going to think it's just as sickening as if you had oh, some fashion. Oh, no, 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 no. If you get inside a certain type of car. That that's why I said maybe if I was on the inside, Ooh. I can tell the difference. But Ooh. I'm rarely in those, so I don't know. <laughs> It's like riding on a cloud, baby. <laughs> well, I feel you, but I don't know that. So, and and usually I'm talking about looking at it because I'm really. Oh, but looking at it, no. But inside, ooh. yeah. So I, I'm not impressed by material things. So you can't impress me with um, what you got. You got a house built from the ground up. You make this amount of money. That shit don't impress. But me. you treat me like trash. Yeah, like <laughs> and no, no, no. It wouldn't. She wouldn't treat me like trash. That's what I said. She's not as mean as Electra, but um. What? Why she got me in as her daughter is because she was. I. I am. I'm impressed by people who I don't have problems with that I have with other people. So let me like example. So she's the first girl who I hung out with that I didn't feel like I was in competition with. Mm. Like she didn't make me feel like, oh my god, I'm trying to impress the trade because I want to be more beat than you. And I'm sure that's rare coming among trans girls. Right. Every time when I was growing up, when I was with other girls, it was always we were, even some of my best friends, it was almost like I had to either belittle myself to make them not feel insecure about their self, or I had to, um, I, it, it, or I had to deal with the whole colorism thing. Oh, she thinks she too, she thinks she's sickening because she light skin. It was always some kind of, um, some type of competition thing. Oh, it just was. And so with her, 
she's the first girl that I hung out with that it would I didn't feel that at all. When we would go out, she was like, "Bitch, I want us to get everybody in this motherfucker." So I want right. you to be, mm-hmm. I want you to be the top of your game, and I want to be the top of my game. We about to go in here and storm this straight club. <laughs> I need you pull. to be beat, baby. Right. I need you to be the peak pinnacle of everything that you can be, right. and everything that she could do to get me there, or whatever I, she needed to, me to do for her to get her there. That was the goal, and we were going there if it was a nigga that like me more than her baby i know i still can get some of that dick because when you pull the dick out to suck it i'm gonna be right there on my knees too sucking it with you right. so, <laughs> so, so i ain't gotta be jealous of that because yeah bitch yeah you like my red bone sister q right because i'm still gonna get that dick I'm still and vice versa dick. she is the key <laughs> right she's just a key to the kingdom but i'm still gonna get the trash right. <laughs> and that's exactly how it was because at the end of the day when it was time when a nigga liked her too i still can play Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and I never had met somebody like that. So we kind of connected on that level. And then there was a certain level of loyalty to her that um you know that she showed me. So that's how she kind of reeled me in. But she did have this issue. I remember when um Electra said I don't trust anybody because she was like, you know, she was kind of still acting funny and Electra uh, and Blanca was like, all right, bitch, I'm about to get up out of here. You can be a beautiful corpse if that's what you want to do. Right. <laughs> and Electra okay, was like, girl. okay. And so Electra was like, I don't trust anybody. And so that was the issue with me and her, me and my, me and my gay mom. We were, she just had these trust issues. Like if she would sometimes turn things like it was shit come up missing and she would think that I stole them. <laughs> it was shit. Um, like she would say shit like, you know, I just you just don't look out for me like I look out for you when that was like the total crazy opposite. Like I'm the bitch who her husband had killed himself. I'm the bitch who would who stood by you in the midst while his family was trying to kill you. <laughs> Understand, because they didn't know her tea. And when when he killed himself. Everybody who was buzzing, everybody in the out on the outside started spilling tea. Who knew her tea? Started spilling tea to his family, and they thought that he killed himself because he found out that she was trans. No. And so, even though that wasn't the case, he knew she was trans. I can't tell you why he killed himself because I wasn't in his head. I was on the phone. But oh, I was, you was on the phone. I was on the phone when he killed himself. Yes. Woo! That's a whole other story, but but I'm the bitch who was standing there at the funeral when they wanted to twirl you with my shotgun. Like, yo, that's mine, Not and my I, don't, shotgun. I don't give a fuck about what y'all talking about. But y'all ain't gonna do nothing to mine. Would y'all like to be lying <laughs> in the box too? Well, we can have a couple of funerals in this motherfucker. We already got the church. We got it. We got the church, and we done paid for it. What's up? What's up? I'm the bitch who have been. I'm the one who moved you all the way to Houston. I'm the bitch who has. I, I, I've always been in her corner for shit that she needed, mm. and because me, you know me. Yes. I am super, super self-sufficient, so I rarely have to be need anybody. Mm-hmm. Rarely. <laughs> so there was way more times that she needed me than I needed her. So, but if we're friends, it shouldn't be, we shouldn't be keeping tally like that. You feel right. what I'm saying? But she was keeping tally. So I was like, bitch, I, this last little incident, we ain't talked to each other in five years. I still consider her my gay mother because... You know, she just can't take, nobody can take that place. She did grow me up and teach me how to be a woman in, in certain areas of my life. And mm-hmm. and so I just, I'm, I'll, I'll always revere her for that. But we outgrew each other. And unlike Blanca, 
I'm not a glutton for punishment, so you can't keep doing late shit to me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you can't keep doing late shit, shit to me, and I still be in your corner. All right, thank you. I'll be there for you. Go, we gonna get. I'm gonna give you a couple of forgiveness points, uh-huh. <laughs> but it gets to a point where okay, bitch, you just you just not cool. Like right. you, it, it, it's no longer. It, can I deal with this? So that's where we got where I can't fuck with you. But it was this reminded me of that scene where I keep being loyal to you. And you still sitting in my fucking face. I'm, I'm Blanca. I'm Blanca was the one that came when she got her surgeries. None of your current house members even showed the fuck up. Right. I was here, so I keep proving to you that I'm in your fucking corner. And here I am again. <laughs> Nobody is looking for you. You fucking sleeping on benches and shit. And I'm coming looking for you. And you still sitting in my motherfucking face talking about I don't trust you over this fucking ball shit. Get the fuck out of here, bitch. I'm you can be a beautiful corpse. I'm out of here. Oh, but she, her, her common <laughs> sense kicked in real quick. Her common sense kicked in and she kind of humbled herself and swallowed her pride and finally was like, you know, this is hard for me. And we know and we've been in a situation where it's hard to swallow your pride and ask for help when you need it, right? Oh, I know especially, what that feels like. Especially when you've been shady. It's different when you some just not even when you not shady. It's hard to ask a motherfucker for some shit. But when mm-hmm. you shady, and you gotta ask a motherfucker, what a large <laughs> pill we must swallow. What a large <laughs> pill we must swallow. Yeah, I uh, I just uh, I felt a, a bigger connection with Electra during this episode, especially during this scene. Mm-hmm. Um, when she said, you know, I hate being so needy. I hate myself for that. Mm-hmm. You know, like that. I feel like that a lot. You know, mm-hmm. um, I just know what it feels like to, you know, to be self-sufficient. And then I know what it feels like to life happens and then mm-hmm. you need some help. Right. You know, um, it was just it just uh, I don't know. Like, I just, you know, like when you go through that, I just I know what it feels like to have to humble yourself down mm-hmm. and say, I need help. Can you help me? Right. You know, and it, it, it takes a lot just to say that because a lot of people me for a long time myself. Right. I did. I'm, I'm not asking no bitch for no money. I'm not asking no bitch for this. I'm not asking no bitch to let me stay with them. Like I'm gonna do it myself because it's just oh, you just you you feel so bad and you feel like you are not. Um, you don't feel you feel uh less than less mm-hmm. like less valued right. or or you know what I'm saying. I don't really know how to say it, but that's not enough self worth. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I guess not enough self worth, and that's this scene right here. Like I knew, I knew exactly what Electra was feeling. Yeah. So I that 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 was that was a good scene for me. Yeah. As far especially as far as me, um, connecting with Electra and then you know just learning more about her as she opened up because she likes you know she she's the ice queen for the most part. Right. We saw, I saw a different vulnerable. I like when I see Electra vulnerable. Right. That's what I like. So I got to see that. All right. So the next scene is uh, we got Damon and Ricky in the bedroom. Looking sexy. Yes. Always. <laughs> and uh, we've got Damon convincing Ricky to audition for the I'll Be Sure tour. Um and Ricky isn't really, he's kind of apprehensive about doing right. it. He's like, Because mm. you know, he's the street train. He's yeah. like, I ain't no dancer. You the dancer. I'm not bitch. the dancer. That's you. <laughs> and you know, Damon's like, well, you know, just go out there. You know, you can do it. He's, you know. He's it, like, I seen you let loose when you 
You you know when you yeah, let loose, you can it's, dance. It's in there, baby. It's in there. So I'm about to be the supportive wife and make my uh-huh. husband get out there. So you know that's what that was about. And, and he said if you if you um you know if you do it with me, yeah. He said I'll if you do it, I'll him. do it. And, and so Damon was, I was like, like, oh, that's so cute. I want to have a man to do stuff like that with. I need a boyfriend. <laughs> Crazy. No, not me. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Fuck love. Nah, no. Um. <laughs> So while they're having this conversation, Blanca brings Electra in and makes the boys give up their room. <laughs> oh, I would have been mad. Oh. I would have read. Oh, Diamond, I got to get my room up to her. <laughs> he did say that. <laughs> of all people. Why? <laughs> this bitch. This bitch. <laughs> and then this bitch come into the room. Reading. And reading. Com- complaining about the curtains. Talk about winter lilac is my color. You need to get them to paint the room. Well, Mother Blanca, she don't, obviously, she don't appreciate this room, so let her sleep on the couch. She don't even want to take, be in here. Take her back. Right. <laughs> take her back to her bench. <laughs> take her back to the park, baby. <laughs> Maybe the park, make um, Central Park green is your more your color. Right. <laughs> <laughs> park green. <laughs> Since you so ungrateful, then she's like, okay. Right, <laughs> girl. you doing too much. <laughs> She kills me. <laughs> so uh, the next scene is Praetel tells is Praetel and Blanca are in um, Praetel's studio. I call it his studio. Even though it's his apartment, his but fashion studio. Wait a minute, though, Praetel. Like this was '88, so I'm guessing it was cheap. How are you in like this sickening ass brownstone? Well, he's probably making clothes. Like he, he makes coins like that? Why not? Yeah. I, oh, I thought I he was that. like you know struggle fish. No, I don't think he is. I but he's he a... he's classy brownstone. Uh, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you know, clearly that's his his little fashion studio. So I'm sure he makes clothes for other people. Mm. So um, and today he been wearing it out. So I'm sure he does something like that. Yeah, well, they so, do the beat, so he got a trade. That's good to get you a trade because you can make some money doing a yes. trade. Um, so. She's asking, like, do I look like a 70s bridesmaid? <laughs> that was he said, this is fashion, bitch. It, it kind of did a little taste. <laughs> I thought it was, but it, was, it was cute. Well, the thing is, uh-huh. her her ensembles, they, they have to, you got to push her and get some motion, some wind behind her. Right. And then when it starts to do its when thing. When it starts to move and, and look better. move and flow. <laughs> when it's stationary, don't look as good. You got to <laughs> run, Blanca. Walk fast. Swing it. Stand Give in front of the fan. <laughs> so, Praetel and Blanca have a um, conversation about Veracity snagging all these new house members. Ferocity, baby. Oh, I keep ferocity. Whatever the fuck them bitches. You going? You just want to make them ferocity, uh, honey? Because they're with with late. Next, go, next gonna be porosity. <laughs> yes. This is the hair house <laughs> snagging new <laughs> members. So you know now they're kind of competition. So don't. Praytel was like, bitch. Don't think these bitches. They kind of. They bring in the noise. Right. <laughs> they not to be fucked with. So Blanca tells him, um. You know, I'm just, I ain't going to be worried about the bitches. I'm going to worry about my health and my family and get keeping us where we need to be. And that's my, that's how I would be. I'm, yeah, girl, I'm not worried like, about that. Oh, I well, mean, okay, it's nice to know, but. If they win, they win. If we get the chops, we get the chops. But as long as I'm doing right by my people, we good. Right. So her and um, Praetel gets into the conversation. She asked him, like, you know, what are you, you know, what's going on with you? How are you taking care of yourself? He was like, shit, ever since my trade died, bitch, I ain't really been feeling it. <laughs> wash of gray. <laughs> Just a wash of gray, baby. And Blocker tells him, baby, you need to go out on some fucking dates, find you a man. 
As a matter of fact, I pulled you a sexy bartender tray that's been looking at you and you ain't been paying attention. And I know he got a big old dick, girl. Because so. he's fine. He is <laughs> and he got a big old nose. <laughs> right. I always think nigga who got a big old nose yeah, got a big old dick. Big old black boy nose. <laughs> <laughs> so so she was like you know i got the bartender tray and you know he's like man i don't know nah, bitch i don't feel like i don't feel that shit like I, now i gotta tell a motherfucker i'm positive right. <laughs> it ain't like the old days where i could just go out and not think about that shit now i know for sure and it's like Ugh. that's now, right she basically tells him look fuck all that shit i know that hole is hot because you a hoe like me. <laughs> I sure what she's saying, Yeah, too. I know that hole is high, and you want you some dick, bitch, so you can fool somebody else, but not me. You want some BBC <laughs> in that hot pocket, baby. So for me, this scene kind of solidifies that positive folks have the same needs that they had before <laughs> they were diagnosed. <laughs> what? <laughs> they are not dead. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they, um, uh, you know, like they, life goes on. Like you still, you can't be a fucking hermit. Once you get your status, once you um, learn what's up, your life does not stop right there. No. You go forward, you're going to meet somebody especially in 2018, that can handle your situation. It does not or stop. Or that's in the same situation. Or that And y'all can work on it together. <laughs> you can handle, you can, don't, it's, your, your life is not over. Don't think you need to change how you were. Yes, you need to change how you practice things. Yeah. Safe sex and stuff, but, and medication, but you don't, it doesn't stop your urges. It doesn't stop any of that. You just need to, you need to maneuver a little bit different, but you still can be you. Just mind your meds. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> so she gives Pray Tell. So Blanca gives Pray Tell the bartender's number. Um, The scene goes to, the next scene is the dance instructor ask Blanca to come see her. Mm-hmm. So, She's asking Blanca to come see her because she's telling Blanca, since that's Damon's guardian, right. that he got approved for the second year. Aww. Great, 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 great news. Um, and the teacher says some poignant things, too. The teacher told her, look, I've seen the cream of the crop coming here. Parents with all this money to give their students all the things that they want, all the things that the, the finest education, the finest clothes, the finest whatever. But what you give Damon a lot of people can't give or don't give. And that's self-worth. We just talked about that. Yeah. Like giving somebody a reason to feel like they worthy of greatness. They're worthy of, um, just the best out here. You can't, Be buy, you can't you, buy that. To you give can't to buy that to right. give to somebody at all. Because if you, if you're instilling that kind of confidence in them, especially in the juxtaposition of, the world telling them that they're not worth shit. Telling them that they're never going to be shit. S slamming doors in their face. Yeah. In the If you are the person that's telling them, that's just an obstacle, baby. You can get over this. That's just a stepping stone, baby. You can get over this. Mm -hmm. Do not let that stop you. You are worth more than this. You have talent. You have everything you need to succeed. You are the best at being exactly what you are. You. And we need you. If you instill that self worth, that's just that's just amazing. And I and I've one of the things that I appreciate about my own my biological mother is that although she fell she failed in certain parts when it came to her addiction, 
by the time she got addicted to drugs, she had already instilled that in me. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I appreciate about my mother. My, my mother, all of her children, <laughs> she, and she will tell you, have some self-confidence out of this world. We know can't no motherfuckers stop us from doing anything that we want to do. <laughs> and we go out here and get it. So I appreciate my mother for that. So if my mom is listening, I love you, baby. Hey, so, Deanna. Hey, love girl. You. Miss you. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what I appreciate appreciate about this scene because you know you if you, these are the seeds that I'm talking about when we were talking about Electra, these are the seeds. Blanca is planting seeds in her children. Yeah. Bl- Blanca is planting seeds in the people around her. Blanca is planting seeds in Electra. Blanca is planting seeds in Pray Tale. Blanca is planting the these. Plan- baby the planter (laughs) because it's gonna come look mm, we'll talk about that later so 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 blanca gets emotional when she gives her the news about damon um and she asked the teacher let me tell him the good news can you hold out from telling him let me tell him the good news so uh the next thing we have here is Blanca. She's tipping down the street with barefaced Electra. <laughs> barefaced. How rare is that? <laughs> <laughs> and they're uh, they're tipping to well, unbeknownst to Electra, they're tipping to a secret job interview mm. that uh, Blanca has sort of set up for Electra. Um, well, not necessarily. Not necessarily interview, interview but, uh, but uh, position. She's, probably yeah, she's taking her to get an application and, and to apply, mm-hmm. but Electra don't know this. Right, and so Electra is like. Um, she walks her up into this fancy restaurant, and Electra's like, what? <laughs> I can't work in the service industry. <laughs> when she said she didn't know how to, she said, I have, I don't even know how to work a calculator. Wait, wait, wait. She's, first she said, <laughs> first that bitch said, um, she's like, you expect me to wash dishes with these hands? <laughs> I want to say in this scene right here, I really like I saw a different range in in, uh, in Dominique's acting. Yes, yes, I it, thought it was I, cute. Like this was very this whole episode. She was coming out yeah, of her. Yeah, this episode right here, Dominique was doing it. Yeah, <laughs> Electra's. I like. Yeah, yeah, I was here for that. So Bob Blanca said, "Bitch, calm down. You are not going to be a peasant. <laughs> <laughs> they are hiring for hostess, and you fit the motherfucking bill." Yes. Um, she says. Um, so I kind of want to talk about this because this was this is really pinged in my mind um electra like you said like you just said uh, um electra said what if they asked me to calculate somebody's bills um i didn't stay in school long enough to even learn how to use a calculator (laughs) and in that moment it was funny when i thought about it but we really have to i have to have this conversation so and the conversation is about schooling and its failure when it comes to queer folks of color, because there's two people in this in this episode, not this episode, in this uh, this whole show that have shared with us that they that the school system has failed them. Who else? Poppy. Oh, yeah. And great education. Exactly. I forgot about that. Poppy and Electra. They just shared it shared with you that the school system has failed them in the United States. Literacy rates greatly differ between racial and socioeconomic groups. And just so y'all know, this gap is even more pronounced in marginalized demographics. Literacy, being able to read, is such a huge part of our everyday lives that literacy becomes a mechanism for oppression if they, you don't have access to it. Around 46% of white students scored 
at or above proficiency level when it comes to reading. And that's compared to only 17% in black students and 25% in Latino students scored at that same, at not the same level, but at a lower level. The gap and the numbers get even more dire when we talk about students who don't get access to school at all, like immigrant students or, you know, students in such poverty that they don't have access to school. Typically, females read at a higher rate than males, but that really just started in the 1900s. The change around the mindset around educating females has changed drastically. Let me give you an example of how it can change. I remember watching... This is white as fuck, but I like period shows. There's a show on uh-huh. <laughs> There's a show on Netflix called The Crown and it's about Queen Elizabeth. Oh yeah, I think one I of the elements, it's really it's really a reflection of patriarchy uh in the white community, especially in the in the European monarchy and how po- politics and shit happens in the European, I know we pro black here, so y'all probably not might not give a fuck about it. Yeah, I'm but, like, mm-hmm. but let me show you the connection. So one of the things that even in her privilege as the fucking queen, think about this is the queen of fucking England, but as a white woman, they did not care about her. You the queen, you don't need an education. You just need to be pretty and hold these traditions. Right. And so she would be <laughs> in the room of all these educated men. Because she is a, she holds a political place because she moves the people. Um, so she would be in this room with like Winston Churchill and all these other amazing people. And they would be kind of like pushing her. She would think she would be using her regular mind like, nah, this doesn't make sense. And they would be telling her like, nah, you don't know what you're talking about because you're just the queen girl. You're just the queen girl. <laughs> and so she went into one of the professors who she had access to and was like, hey, I want to learn some things. I want to read this. I want to read that. And the professor was like, oh, baby, you don't need to worry about that. You just need to be the queen. And he, she was like, um, no, I'm telling you, I want to do this for myself. And so in that moment, we're ta- it just taught me like oh my god even she was affected by this where the, as a woman they didn't give a fuck about educating her mm-hmm. you didn't need to be educated and so something has changed in in the society where females not black females because black females are pushed out of school more often than any other demographic a good book to read about that is monique morris um pushed out the criminalization of black girls in school check that book out but in the female as a whole it kind of they kind of emphasize in getting them in school where males are kind of looked at it like uh school is being a nerd and being um this renaissance of nerdum just started this renaissance of oh being a nerd is cool this just started with Olympi- within the last 10 years right yeah. it used to be being school being a bookworm being into reading being into educational things was not seen as a cool thing. Mm. So I think that's why males read as a less rate. Um, also, we I remember my uncles, he was, um, he because he was a, f- a jock, a football star, he would be, he could he graduated from high school without even knowing how to read. Oh, well, all, be, all yeah, because he could the, play basketball. That's the case with, yeah, that's always the case with that. That's, that's crazy to me. Because of the social bullshit that we have to do as queer, black, Latinx folks, there we are more susceptible to, you know, people looking over us when it comes to the needs of our education. Yeah. And it can lead to heavy consequences and tragic con- consequences. Lower earning, poor health, um, 
higher rates of incarceration. Um, this is an achievement gap because it's an opportunity gap. It's an economic gap. It's a racial gap. It's uh, And it's passed on generation and generation and generation unless it's disrupted. Understand that. And literacy is a social justice issue. I want y'all to understand that as well. Yeah. If you think about it, when someone cannot read, they are excluded excluded from so many things that allow us to be fully functional citizens in this country. If they don't know how to read, they don't have access to information. They are excluded from um, making the choice and educated choice of voting for the right person. <laughs> <laughs> Why you laugh? Because we know some dumbass motherfuckers who voted for the wrong person in this last election. You hush, Jill Stein. <laughs> Jill Stein. Uh, amen. Jill Stein. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so those who lack asking so those people who have lack of they can't read they have lack in so many aspects of their lives um they it keeps them trapped in a cycle of poverty um and subjugation um it limits their choices it makes it, it difficult for them to be socially mobile understand that literacy, literacy is truly a power that we all need we have to be able to read we have to have education and not just it, it's just it's just gives us power over our own lives. Yeah. So it's funny to see them depict these two people who are sharing with you two queer black people that one Latino, one is black. It's like, look, we're we've survived this long because of our hustle. Yeah. Not because people were trying to give us an education or even attempting to put us where we needed to be when it comes to setting us up for some future success. And so I thought that was an interesting thing to point out. The next scene is Ricky and Damon go to the I'll Be Sure audition. Can we talk about how love Ricky's shape is? He's so cakey with <laughs> So we saw when Damon did the little recital in the white tights. Right. We saw that shape. But baby, Ricky had a shape too. I, know, I always <laughs> can see that shape though, but you just saw it so much more. Oh, this this time. this time with that crop, that 80s crop shirt and them shorts. Baby, if I had that outfit, I'd work out in that every day. <laughs> hey, excuse me. Hey. hey. Oh, he was looking so sexy in this episode. Yes. I was feeling love. He was looking love. <laughs> this is pray tell. Yes. So, um, in this scene, we have uh, pray tell going on a date with uh, what was the boy's name? Do you remember? I name? don't remember. I keep calling him bartender guy. Bartender, fine, big nose, daddy, big nose, <laughs> daddy, big nose. <laughs> yes. yes. So they were going on a date. Um, pray tell's going on a date with bartender guy at uh, to a e fancy restaurant. Indochine. Indochine. Electra's new restaurant where she works yes, at. Yes, Electra's new job. Yes. And so when they walk in, Pray Tell spots Electra. Electra spots Pray Tell. Like, hey. She's like, hey. I'm a working girl oh, now. Right. Pray Tell's like, oh, you're moving up, honey. And, she, and you are too. You are too. <laughs> I see you with your new tray. And then they tip on in to have their date night. Uh-huh. <laughs> So you come into this scene and, you know, of course, we know Pray Tell's status and he's nervous about it. And he is talking to this charming man. But the inevitable comes. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if it has to come this soon. <laughs> but I don't know if I'm comfortable with somebody telling their tea on the first day. I like, mean, is, that, you, it, is that realistic? I look at it as two different things. Like, depending on the person, they probably just want to get it out of the way real quick. Hey, mm -hmm. my name is, you know how Mia is. Hey, my name 
fine as me. I'm a trendy. I'm trans. <laughs> oh yeah. And yeah. I hate Mia for that. Because <laughs> Mia would tell you she's trans in the in 1.2 seconds. Hi, I'm trans. What's your name? And I'm okay with it. Like, I'm okay. But I'm like, Mia, you can't tell her. Everybody ain't safe to tell that information to. <laughs> hey, Mia, girl. Calm down. Uh, Calm down. You know, them, yeah, so fill them out. You have people like Mia that want to just get it out of the way and just, ah. And then you have people that, I want them to get to know me and fall in love with me and get to know the real me first. Then I'll tell you. But then you probably run the risk of, well, why did you let me get to know you? Why did you make me fall in love with you? Why didn't you give me the chance to decide and oh, make well. the choice? So, we didn't have but you whatever. Know, but you know, that kind of relates to being trans. And why didn't you tell me you was trans? Why didn't you tell me up front? So you, do you see how they both can kind of... I see the. I don't like to compare a disease with transness. That's shady. Mm. What you? <laughs> no. <laughs> but I get. It's the, not about disease. I get what the, I get. It's the about parallel. Having, it's about it's about having tea. I get the parallel you're trying to make. <laughs> I get it. I'm not. I ain't going to dwell on that. You are being tired. I I, I ain't going to dwell on that, honey. I get the parallel you're trying to make. It's just a tea that could be potentially negative. Mm. Yes. Yes. Okay. I feel it. Don't try I'm it. not. <laughs> Don't try it. Baby. That wasn't even in my mind at all. Like, oh. <laughs> so, yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh-huh. So, you know, I thought it was a little too early, but, you know, Pray Tell decides to tell the guy that he is on his date with that he is positive. And what did you think about his response? So, I think his response and somebody from this Erica comment and tell me if this is true I I don't think his response was realistic I agree I think in 2018 it's realistic yeah but in 1988 I don't think it was realistic. I think that like th- like yeah. this was a different time. It was a very fearful. Everybody d- now do now do I understand why they would want to put in 2018 why they would want to put that scene in a show? Oh well, yeah, I get it. It's it's certain things about this show that I have said are not really realistic. It's not just this one, but I've seen a couple of like, moments. Like the confront like the confrontation like the confronting of the Playboy in the in, with, with all the girls. Yes, exactly. That's a perfect example. So when um Blanca confronted um the tranny chaser Darius. So um somebody asked me on Twitter what is a more politically correct for word for men who like trans women or who men who like trans women women trans uh, all together one of the politically correct words is trans attracted or the more like really really PC one is trans amorous what how does that make it how does that make it not like oh Oh, he's a tranny chaser. Don't talk to him, but he's trans amorous, so talk to him. Well, it's just tranny chaser is horrible. First of all, tranny is a, is a, a pejorative to a lot of trans people. <laughs> we say it a lot because it's just a it's a, a kiki word for us, but it's a pejorative to a lot of trans folks. A lot of trans folk don't, don't like that word. Um, but calling somebody a tranny chaser is like, ah, it's, mm, it's just, it's, it's meant to be demeaning. Like when I call a dude, a tranny chaser is, but what, but my question is Mm -hmm. because, because what it sounds like is instead of calling them trans tranny chasers, we're just going to call them trans amorous, but these are the same men. Okay. So Mm -hmm. what makes you, Oh, don't talk to him. I'm like, if I hear a girl go, Oh, I don't talk to him. He's a, he's a chaser, but, 
if if we call him transamorous, you'll talk to him. It's the same dude. You get what I'm saying? No, I don't think it's that. I think the reason why there needed to be a more politically correct word is because the men right now in this era in 2018 are coming out and saying, hey, that's not right to call us. Oh. The men who are, like, you got Troy Kennedy. I've had him on Marsha's Play in, as an interview. We have men stepping up and being activists who oh. are trans-attracted people. Who They're are coming saying, out of the shadows and speaking. Coming out of the shadows and speaking and saying, hey, we don't like this language. We we date trans women openly, and we don't like to be called tranny chasers. We like to be called transamorous. We we just like women. We like trans women. We like women. We like whoever we date. Or we like trans women exclusively, So, but we don't want to be called tranny chasers because we don't like that word. Mm. And so they have come out and said, we don't appreciate it. We don't like it. And so out of respect of the men who are stepping up and being honest and who are taking a stance and saying, hey, this is what we like, we have to respect them. That's kind of right. how it is, as it should be. <laughs> hey! So I think that in this scene, it's unrealistic. Just like that scene, we needed we needed to see those girls confront Darius, right? Yeah. I, it, was, it was a fantasy scene, like, oh, all the girls get to confront this guy who has <laughs> finessed everybody in the group. That's right. <laughs> you know, so we get to rarely. You girls thought you were special. Right. You rarely get to see in real life a moment where you get to confront a guy with other girls that he updated. With all finessed. the girls. Right. Rarely. But I understand why they wanted that scene and needed that scene. I get it. And the same thing here with Pray Tell. I don't think it's realistic that he would have done that in 1988. I don't think he may have been negative, but it wasn't a lot of education in 1988 about this. First of all, I don't think there would have been any kissing at the table. It could have been so much negative. Understand, we just saw a scene earlier I in I don't this even think he would have touched Where they him. wouldn't even, nurses wouldn't even bring yeah. food into the room. Like, I don't even <laughs> think he would have wanted to eat with him at the table. Like, that's how deep and scary it was. Exactly. Like, yeah. But that so, was, okay, whatever, cute for the TV. But. but I understand why they needed that scene. We need that scene in 2018. So I understand why they put the scene in for today. I think it was appropriate because that is a great response for today. It's a great it's, response for today, but I think... I think you. I think it should have been more realistic, and I think it was kind of corny. Mm-hmm. And I and, and I don't read Pose like that that often. So if I, say something <laughs> negative, mm, I thought it was corny, but I also think that I think that dude was corny too. Like the bartender dude, <laughs> he corny. Like yeah, like mm. I liked him. Uh, he was smart and charming. What do you mean corny? <laughs> You're a whore. You just like thug dummies. Yes, with big old dicks. <laughs> True. <laughs> I think we need it today because even recently, let me tell you something happened recently. One of my aunts, like last week, calls me and tells me that a guy she has been dating for eight years comes out and tells her that he's positive. Mm-mm-mm. And she called me she says, because I know you can tell me how to deal with this situation. Because I don't know how to deal with it. Like, she was like, we've talked about this stuff before. And you have educated me on so much. 
and you have um, opened my mind up about so many things and this being one of them. And I still want him to be in my life, but I'm, this is not what I dreamed of. She was like, when I, when I dreamed of my relationship, this was an aspect that I said I wanted to have to deal with. Mm. I don't, I don't know how she was like, but I still love him. I've been dating him for eight years and we haven't had sex in like three years. And he said he got it in this, in this time that we've been apart. So, and I've been tested, so I'm good. But now he's basically asking me to look past this. And so that's when we have prep discussion. But do I want to go on medication? But that's the only option you have. Exactly. And do I want to deal with do that? And if I don't want to deal with it, does it make me a bad person? No. No. And I told her, no, it doesn't. She was like, so now I got to tell this person who just got diagnosed recently that I don't want to do that. That you'll be there as a friend. That I'll be there as a friend, right. That I'll be there as a friend, which is what I told her. I said, Mm -hmm. you just tell him you'll be there there as a friend if you want to. And I said, you don't have to make the decision now. Think about it. And so, you know, she was like, yeah. She was like, then, she was like, after we got done talking about it thoroughly, she was like, I knew you was the bitch I supposed to call because I knew you would help me work this out because when I talked to somebody else about it, they were judging me for even thinking about being with them. Oh no! You gotta, yeah, no. My, you, one of my uncles was like, "What the fuck? What are you thinking?" <laughs> like, really? One of my uncles was like, "You tripping? <laughs> like this nigga got you? This nigga just told you he got a disease, and you thinking about staying with this nigga?" Baby, what uncle the fuck? Was like, uncle was uh, my uncle was over it. Maybe no. <laughs> <laughs> he was over it, and so. I, I was telling my aunt, no, that's don't listen to him. Like, if you love this dude and you are willing to deal with this, this is this is the situation. This is I love saying that. This is the situation. So, if you want to deal with it, there's a way to handle it. And I ran down prep tour. I ran down, you know, be blessed. He told you, bitch. Number one, right, he didn't have to tell you nothing. Cause I know you raw dog diva. We 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 talk about we talk about shit. So be glad that he told you, yeah, or that or that he he found out because y'all could have played again later because y'all done raw dog before. He just contracted it after y'all was done having sex, right? So be blessed, and he's telling you up front, and understand that you know you can work through this. This is something you can work through, and so. She just was thankful and was like, it is something you have to think about. It's not something I, I hate for people that that um, I've seen conversation from positive people um, that was really insensitive to um, how somebody else should react. Mm. Now, I don't think you should be rude. Me personally, I don't think you should be rude. I think you should be educated on any disease out here that you can catch, anyone, not just HIV or anything like that. Um, I think there's a way to say no. That's not something I'm really interested in. There's a way to handle the situation without being rude, without being, ugh, you got that shit? Oh, no. Oh, you know what I'm saying? You can't. Definitely not that. Right. You can't be, I don't think you should handle the situation like that. But I also don't think it's, it's fair 
for you to expect them to say, oh, okay, I'll get on prep and take care of and be with you. Sure. <laughs> Let me take this. I, I'm a bitch who don't even like taking Tylenol. I don't like taking any medicine. Me. So when I'm in situations where somebody come to me on that level, I feel like I can say no without being a bad person. Yeah. Because I, if I don't want to deal with that, if that's not a part of the, if I want to say that's not a part of my journey, it's like I, that's not something I want to have to deal with. I think I, I don't think it makes me a bad person to not want to have to responsibly deal with that. Well, people need to just start not worrying about it, how they're perceived. I mean, mm-hmm. you you do what you. If if I don't want to do something, I'm not going to do it. Right. End of story. Absolutely. So, but I, but no, no, I'm talking about the some of the conversations that I hear from positive people. Oh, I don't care. I mean, I don't care what. Uh, anybody says about whatever it is no if i don't want if do i don't want to do, do it, it no i don't care how you i don't care and it doesn't you, make me ignorant yeah it does not make me anything it, it, it i do what's best for me right and if that include if that don't include you and your whatever it is your condition whatever right. the condition is right i don't have to but deal I with think that I, since we were comparing hiv with transness let me go with that that comparison mm-hmm. it's like when trans people say that and this is probably going to be problematic to other trans folks so people who are non-trans listening to this um i trans people are not a monolith i do not speak for all trans folks so you got to ask your trans friends what do they think about this so I think it's very, very problematic for somebody to say that because somebody does not want to date a trans person that they're transphobic. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I have a problem with that. I I don't think that that is right. I don't think that that is correct. I don't think that that's cool. But there's a lot of trans folks that I've been seeing lately that says, oh, if you don't date date trans people, then you're transphobic. Well, that's because, I don't know, I think part of the reason with that is because... (laughs) Inclusion is great. Inclusion is good. But I think there's a difference between inclusion and then just kind of like shoving something on, forcing something on somebody else, you know, right. that's really not willing. Or I agree. Or, and I, I think that's what's happening here. I think the line is kind of being crossed a little bit. Uh-huh. And, you know, I- inclusion has been, it's been sort of like society thinks like, oh, you have to accept this or you have to be okay with this or you have to be and be accepting and be in it and well not society i think the more the left more the progressive side of society yeah yeah but they you know they try to paint this they try to make you seem like if you if if you're not into it or whatever then you know you're sort of you're the bad person you know not the case baby right and i think this is i think it, it, it that's why i compared it because i don't think it makes somebody ignorant or a bad person who don't want to deal with it yeah i think it makes them a bad person if they deal with it in an insensitive way mm. i think that's what how you let somebody down or inform them that that's not really your thing i think that's what determines if you are a bad person and the same thing i think about transness if you are oh you a fucking man i'm not into that fucking homosexual gay shit what right. the fuck then I'm on some get the fuck out of here. Like when the bartender told Blanca, "Oh, I'm sorry, sweetie, exactly. I'm not into the ladies. I'm, I'm not into the ladies." He could have said, "I don't fuck sissies. I don't like trannies. I don't like uh-uh. cross dressers. I like mine to make choose a side. I don't like the in between shit. Masculine <laughs> mask for mask. 
<laughs> so he could have been really negative, but he was like, mm, um, yeah, you know, I don't it's mess just, with the lady. Yeah, like you it's said, just it's not about I, how you say not. how you say things. Yeah, it's how you say it. That's what make how you deal with the situation is what makes you a good person, not whether or not you're willing to deal with it. Right. Um, so I thought it was an interesting. I thought it was a great scene. I thought it was he handled it in a way, although I feel it's unrealistic, but just for the sake of the show, it was beautiful to see somebody give a really positive response. And he said, you know, I'm glad that you told me you're not the first person that I came in contact with. Um, and we just got to be safe. We, I, I, done been, I, done, I done dealt with this, so you good. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a beautiful, because I think that was perfect for 2018. It was. The next scene is Blanca clocking Angel's depression. She has a moment, and she disclosed her status to Angel. So in that moment of her consoling Angel about her being depressed about Stan, she's basically like, look, girl, you need to get together because you're the next in line. You're about you going to be the mother of this house. And, you know, Angel was like, shit, yeah, when I got gray hair and da 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 And so she was like, hmm, you can see it in Blanca's face that she was kind of like, mm, I think this is the moment. Like, right. this is the moment to spill the tea. So she discloses her positive status to Angel. To me, I think this is this was one of the best scenes in the series to me. I don't know. I was crying the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Oh, yeah, it was. It wouldn't um, stop. It wouldn't yeah. stop. I kept wiping and it kept. Like I was not like, I don't know how. Like I didn't even know I could. Con- I couldn't control it. Yeah. I was like, oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was definitely one of the best scenes in the series. I was um, like, Bonka, no, don't tell her, Bonka, no. <laughs> and then just Angel getting emotional about the news and her letting her let it out. Mm-hmm. Because one of the things, when somebody disclosed to me um, that was close to me, in a, I felt like the pro- I cried later, but I didn't cry in the moment because I felt like I needed to be strong in the moment so it wouldn't make her feel pity like I was having a pity party for her mm. or I couldn't be strong when I needed when she needed me to be strong and so in the moment of her telling me I didn't cry mm. I was like you know I was like it's okay that's what's up are you on your meds uh, okay well we shit this just ain't new we know how about this you get what I'm saying I'm but in the moment I handled myself but later on in I let it loose because it was like, oh, devastating. Break, break down. Yeah, <laughs> it was definitely a breakdown. And so I, I enjoyed that she let her cry in the moment and getting the, gave her a hug and they had their moment. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was a beautiful, I thought it was a beautiful, beautiful scene. There's a dinner at the house of Evangelista. Um, <laughs> Damien, <What's funny? laughs> I'm about to laugh about a lecture away. I'm about to get to, I'm just pre-laughing. <laughs> So Damon gives the good news about him and Ricky getting the job of uh, backup dancers for I'll Be Sure. Um, And Electra loves her, so I'll be sure, baby. Yeah, baby, this this is why I'm... Okay, so this is why I'm telling you, this episode, Electra, Dominique Jackson, like, she had, like... (laughs) 
<laughs> Baby, she said, honey, there's no penny droppers like I'll be sure. Did you see how she like shook, like moved her hand? Yeah, she said, oh, honey. She was like, but if you don't know, baby, one second. Said, I'm about to go get the tape for you. I got it in my purse, baby. <laughs> side A and side B. <laughs> side A and side B, honey. Baby, she got up and tipped. I am prepared. Don't she? She gave me every auntie when they talking about somebody that's out of date now. Yes. <laughs> Johnny Gill. And she was Gerber so excited. Bird. All the heirs, all the preachers. Al, <laughs> be sure. <laughs> she gave me everybody's auntie who was talking about um, a Marvin Gaye, the- a Al Green, anybody who's not here no more. The way I cackled, though. <laughs> Baby. I had to rewind that whole scene. <laughs> <laughs> so... Damon is basically telling her um, about the whole, about him getting um, the job. And she was like, ooh, like, but you're in school, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it kind of sets up the the dilemma, not dilemma, but the choices. Well, yeah, the choices that Damon has between either going to school and finish up a year or um, going and take this opportunity, getting out of school and taking this opportunity. Yeah. So Blanca, once the dinner is over, Blanca and Damon is in the kitchen and Blanca tells Damon the good news that he got the scholarship for the next year. And he has to choose. Um, I guess the choice would be to choose to hone his craft and get better or go do this opportunity that may not lead to nothing. There will be more opportunities anyway. Either way. There's always going to be another tour. There's always going to be another video. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be another whatever. But there might not always be, you got the scholarship for right. school. <laughs> so she lets him, she tells him, you know, I want you to make the decision. Because he was like, you don't want me, he was like, he almost was taking it personally. Like she didn't think that he was good enough to be out in the real world doing the job. But she was like, no, that's not what I think. She just basically, yeah. you know, I think you can go and learn so much here and go out here and blow their socks off, basically. Right. But at the end, she tells him, whatever you choose, I'm going to support you either way. Because mm-hmm. I understand going to get this opportunity. But I also understand, hey, you got the scholarship at school. And then once you get done with this whole school thing, you can go and wear it out. Right. <laughs> so, um so I kind of had mixed feelings about that because I've seen some people really go and take an opportunity by the horns and it just grows into something amazing. Well, that's the chance you take. Yeah, it's like... But if it were And me, then I've seen people go to school and it don't turn into shit. Yeah, but to me, the amount of time, it's just one year. Yeah. Right? It's, it's one year. One year out of your... Out of one year. It... There's, like I said, after this one year, there's still going to be opportunities. There's still going to be videos, all those things, tours yeah. and the things. You only get a scholarship one time. Right. You know? So. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was I was, I was, was on the fence about it. Oh, it was never an on the fence for me. I'm Blanca all the way. Yeah. Take your uh, ass to school. Finish that. Mm. I could see if it was four or five years, a lot of years, but just one year, knock that out. Yeah, I could see. Okay. Um, so in this scene, the next scene we have here, we have, uh, Stan and, uh, Patty and, uh, I think the kids were like acting up or something like that. Yeah. The kids are acting up. So Stan is coming back to Patty. He's like, 
uh, it's kind of weird me having to knock on my own door. Yeah, <laughs> of my own house, and Patty had some shade right for his. I live ass. for Patty. Patty said. <laughs> Patty said, "Yeah, it's interesting how much weird shit we gotta get used to." Yeah, she said, "I can think of some weird things I have to get used to as well." <laughs> right, <laughs> come on, Patty. Read. She always got. It's always. I live for Patty. She is always ready, baby. She's like a lecture, ready yes. with the with the reads, but Patty. She, and, but she reads you like in this whole like no bullshit. Actually, no shade. This is what it is. This is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> he tells her that if she hasn't told her mom or haven't told anybody, there was a way that they can work it out where nobody knows and we can just stay together for the kids. So he's coming trying to make amends, raising the surrender flag like, baby, I really want to try to work it out. Uh-huh. Blah, 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 blah. And Patty is like, Arr! I did what she said. Oh, no, baby. Oh, no. There's no, no more pretending, There's no more baby. pretending. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every, everyone will know. I'll spare you the details. <laughs> yeah, I'll spare them the details just to spare you. Just to spare you. But <laughs> I think it'll be a good thing for you to come back here. But there's some rules. I need you, There's some things I need you to do before right. that. Let me break down the list. First of all, I need you to quit your job. Uh-huh. <laughs> come get you a job, sell insurance around here. And I need you to support the household while I go to school. And you can be my babysitter. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> Patty is trying to come off and under this motherfucking patriarchal prison. She is on her wife feminist shit. I'm trying to be right. Susie Homemaker. And honey, you need to help me get out of this situation. You did wrong. I'm about to grab you by the motherfucking balls and you going to help me get out, be independent. Right. Fully independent. Fully baby. independent. And then by that time, the kids will be old enough for us to tell them what's going on and then i can go about my business and you can go about your business <laughs> trans amorous <laughs> fuck out of here you're supposed to be petty amorous bitch not trans amorous angel my ass <laughs> angel with a dick <laughs> hey dear girl we love you <laughs> So I thought that scene was amazing because you know I feel her though. Like it's like I'm I've always been Team Patty. (laughs) I live for Patty. Patty, Patty, uh, Patty, Patty. Go go for it. Go for it. Get all you can get. I live for how she is just, and I oh god, like she is. I love when people don't give nobody wiggle room. Right. And Stan came in there trying to work. Patty, like uh uh, baby. Uh uh. No, We're, we're not going back to no motherfucking. Therapist, no. <laughs> I I have the solution already worked out. I know why men cheat. <laughs> <laughs> I know all the things. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, baby. The next scene is the princess ball, the ball of the season, baby. Oh! The one and only ball starts. Um, Evangelista are worried about ferocity. With good reason. With good reason, because as Praytel said, they got all the girls coming in. They got new members. They took all of Abundance. They got some new member, Florida Ferocity. They got the girl from the shop. AKA Laomi. Hey, Laomi. Uh, we'll talk about Laomi later. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, when they come in, when Veracity come to the ball, they come in and they are viciously. Ooh. viciously reading Blanca. Yes. They're talking about her stubble. They touch her face. She would have got popped if it was me. 
yeah. Um, it wouldn't even have been no ball. It's just a different level of viciousness. But they warned you. She said, remember, um, she was like, when she was in the House of Abundance, that they cut up those their competition's clothes. Oh, yeah. Just to win the trophies. You know, it gets real ugly out here when the bitches are trying to take the please trophies don't, home. Please don't cut up my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> please don't. So, but nobody knew. Oh. <laughs> and, and Blanca didn't snitch on them. So. She said, well, those were my sisters. Uh, those are my sisters, dear girl. <laughs> So but I know them for their works. So to, just to see them, even remember the scene when they was in the store and they were talking about Darius. There was a certain sisterhood that we talked about outside of the ball, even though right. we, we were. But it seemed like that was kind of gone. Yeah, yeah, you was real vicious today. But they were looking beat though. Yeah, Candy, you was looking sick, old name. Yeah, sick old name. Like she was like one of my top favorites that at the princess it, ball. Uh-huh, like actually, probably cute. the favorite. <laughs> like I live everything she had on her makeup sickening so i thought it was it was funny to me because in that scene when she was reading her face and her makeup i thought blanca looks beautiful but i think that's been the case most of the time like especially even when she was supposed to like in her younger times that wig was late but she still wasn't that wig and that dress was late in that scene oh i mean girl she should have got her chops (laughs) i'm sorry she looked late but she don't look like a boy like they was trying to say she looked like boy like i don't Uh, (laughs) you are shady no i'm not shady (laughs) i think she looks beautiful but we know that there's a difference between okay well we can have this conversation there's a difference between pretty and fishy okay so i think blanca is is beautiful but that didn't sound too convincing diamond i think no 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 no. i that's 100 i think she's beautiful but there's certain times that i'm like hmm she's a little hard just a little bit and i'm only having this conversation because she's just a thin girl we are talking about we are talking about in the scene of whether you're going to get your chops or you win the trophies not in in life now i'm not i'm not not that I'm talking about just in this scene. If we're talking about in the scene, if she should get her, if she should deserve these reads that she's getting. So to me, she looked beautiful in this scene more so than I have than I more feminine, more fishy. That's the best word. Not beautiful because she's always beautiful. She looked it more fishy in this scene. I so thought far. she looked beat to Yes. Me. I was like, y'all read her, her face. Is she sitting here with this mug looking sickening? With this, with this windy wig perfectly quaffed her head. Yeah, but look to me. She looked it beat to me. So for y'all to be reading her as fiercely as they were reading her, it just seemed, I wish it that. Like, y'all could have picked a different scene or a different yeah, time to do all know. this. <laughs> but it's the princess ball. They needed to read her at this ball. I guess, Just girl. to intimidate her, honey. They needed to be very vicious because, honey, this is the night we were supposed to win. Right. So we're coming in and laying the girls out, <laughs> and that's what and that's what Candy said. She said, "I hope y'all got y'all lawyers lawyers ready because we're gonna murder everybody murder, at this baby. ball." And they were set up to win. I mean, you know, that's what it was. So I I don't know. She I thought it was inappropriate because I did too. She looked beautiful. She to was me. looking big. <laughs> I thought so. Anyway, she always looking big, but especially at the ball, she be looking big. Yeah. So Electra. So the scene switches to Electra. Woo! What? Electra is tipping down the the most nastiest, yuckiest, dirtiest street of hoodlums, 
looking like the one and only Jadur runway model in this gold. Right. She was looking so beat, tipping down that. I got my whole life. Tipping. <laughs> she, that gold, ooh, she looked like a chocolate Barbie doll. This is my runway, ooh, this sidewalk right here. This I'm going to be a model wherever I go. Excuse me. <laughs> and she was looking so sickening. I got my life. So she tips in and goes down into the um into the little well, I don't know what room that is. I don't know what room, but Blanca has been read for filth by ferocity. Uh-huh. <laughs> they're mean, they're being mean. They were being mean to Poppy about him <laughs> getting the wrong drink. Poppy, you can get the wrong drink. <laughs> Just come to my room, baby. <laughs> so they was reading Poppy. It was late. Even he I could have had to come up and be defending her because they was reading it so bad. Right. Now only this is the only problem I had with that reading to see angel you are mother mug of the show she told, <laughs> she told and she told candy to stop i did that was not fierce enough for me angel's I, not really a reader though she needs yes she is well she should have read that time she has some bite in her she don't be reading reading but she has some toughness i would have said something but well, well, she does because you 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 see candy didn't candy didn't say nothing back to angel candy, she just angel said said baby you Look in my mug, honey. Right. You and yours or something. <laughs> she could have read her. She could have jumped in and said something, but they all just kind of sat back and just let them read, and then Blanca yeah. had to walk off. I don't like how they how they make Evangelista so passive. Yes. I don't like that. I don't like it either. Like, <laughs> I don't like that. Because you... We we know if you have participated in the ball scene, and you can see, you if you've watched up until this point... The ball scene is like fire. Um, what's the old Clark Sister song? Um, out as pure gold, I was tried in the fire. Mm-hmm. Out as pure gold. Oh, I forgot you didn't, wasn't raised in the Kojic church. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's it's basically you know in order for you to like you know when you watch you a video game here's a video game reference mm-hmm. when you you know when you watch when you um, um upgrading your armor and your weapons you right. gotta use fire. Uh, <laughs> we gotta got, use. We got a temper. You, you, we got a temper. <laughs> exactly. Let me give you a reference. You know. <laughs> we got a temper, you Blanca. <laughs> Let's temper so, you. The ball scene tempers you you get feisty you get tough you yeah. battle yeah. you gotta get up on you you gotta get up get up on that stage and you are literally being judged and you are in competition with this big snatch of you so it can get as ugly not fighting and violence but it can get as ugly as it needs oh, to but be it'll get shady and catty it get, and it all gets of that. shady and catty and you learn how to read you learn how to say but look at Give me this, give me this napkin and wipe this bitch face. Let me wipe this makeup off this bitch so we can see this blue beard under her chin. Right. Let me, let me do this. You get feisty in the ball scene. Mm-hmm. So for them all to be standing there like they haven't been tempered by this scene. Yeah. And you're, y'all haven't learned how to read yet. This bitch is coming at your neck, and you are guys are not reading. Yeah, they need to make they need to make Evangelista <laughs> start to be a little more feisty. Not too much, but a little bit because this whole passive thing it had that no. Yeah, like you ain't in the ball scene. Houses go at it. Yeah, we go at each other neck. That's just what it is. Yeah, and no, we're not talking about fighting. 
But literally, while you're battling, it ain't you no read. way that Blanca would have just sat there. All her house kids would have just sat there and just took all them reads. Took all them reads without back nobody back, saying nothing back, about back, it other back. than stop. Yeah. No. They stop didn't, it. Yeah, they would have said something back. So yeah, yeah so work I on thought that. <laughs> work on that, writers. <laughs> it was. It needed to be a scene. And really, in true life, it might have been a twirl. It might have been a twirl. <laughs> no shade, because yeah. sometimes folks can't handle being read yeah. so fiercely, and they will twirl you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You can get popped. So Electra, Blanca runs out of the scene and she's downstairs and Electra come in from this fucking sickening ass tip down the street and she is looking at Blanca and they have a beautiful mother-daughter moment. Mm-hmm. So she helps, she paints her face a little bit. I don't see what she changed. <laughs> she put she put her- Two so, strokes of mascara. And a dab of foundation <laughs> under her eyes, girl. You are ready to slay. I have offered my services. Electra Abundance. I did not like that. <laughs> Which proved my point. She was already be standing there. <laughs> but I think her services was I'm going to walk for your house. Yeah, that's what it I was. I think that's what it that's was. That's what it was. But it kind of would almost imply that I'm going <laughs> to ba- I'm gonna paint your face for was, you, bitch. That, it was funny you said it. I, like, I offered my services. Dab, dab. dab, dab. <laughs> <laughs> give me, let me give you two strokes of mascara. Right. I was like, girl, what did you do, girl? But And then one of the ones that pulled my heartstrings is when she was about to tip off and she turned around and told Blanca, Blanca, you've always been my heart. Waterworks. Waterworks, <laughs> baby. I said, <laughs> I will stop. Yes, it was waterworks, Electra, baby. Why you do this to me? <laughs> I was like, oh yes. So it was that moment where you know, you know, I got my first check from Deshaun. I was Indochine, Indochine, whatever the word is. <laughs> I was sleeping on bitch and you benches, and you gave me a place to stay. You really have proved, you know, even though I've been shady and mean to you, I'm not always warm. You know, but I feel like this was a breakthrough for, and sometimes people have to hit rock bottom yeah, to change the negative parts about their life. And I think this is one of the moments when um, Electra did change and switches, switched it up and showed her soft side, this whole scene really, um, showed her soft side and showed where her loyalty should lie, and she stepped up to the plate when she needed to. And this is what I like to see with with Electra. I like to see the vulnerability. I like to see the warmth. Not all the time, but I like to see that it's there, and I like to see it come out sometimes. Right, because we t- somebody asked on Twitter as well, um, did we need to see the softer side of Electra? Did I did we enjoy the villain. Did we? I, I did. Why? Well, I just said why. I like to see the different side. I don't like to just see um, airs, you know, airs Electra stuck up, mm-hmm. you know, up high Electra. I'm better than you, Electra. Like that's cool, but I like to see the depth of your character. I Absolutely. like to see uh, the complexities of your character, and and and. and her character is a lot more complex than than it appeared to be in the beginning because at first you think that she's just this way, but then she starts, you know, metamorphosing into and and, uh-huh. and blossoming into like you know the ice starts to melt on the snow on the ice queen, and it it gives you a depth because it's a couple of things that you um kind of see with um with Electra's character. First of all, I think it's amazing that they cast a dark skinned trans woman to be the pinnacle of beauty in the scene isn't that sickening i think that's beautiful but 
it would not be okay if she stayed the attitude shady queen that would go along in the same negative stereotypes of angry black woman angry dark-skinned black girl mm. uh thinking you know just shady and being mean <laughs> i mm. think showing the range of her i think i think that's beautiful i well, think that o- is not only that but it make it shows her acting dominique's acting better like yes. her like her her acting is more convincing when you when i'm seeing more sides right and absolutely. like when she's being warm and motherly and all of that like that to me that just improves the performance and it makes uh it makes her acting you know just to me so much better like, exactly and you have to see people's arc yeah when you come to when it comes people's the character's arc and i think her you seeing her be this high and mighty trophy winning stuck up in the lap of luxury woman come all the way down fall and have to humble lose her self-worth lose her house lose her family the well the people who she considers her family her house lose everything of importance i gotta go back to where i was 10 years ago stripping at the show world with nobody in my corner sleeping on benches. This is where I used to be. Yeah. And now somebody who I helped years ago that I didn't do right by is helping me. And now she's giving me my self-worth back. And I can come back to this ball scene and slay. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that was beautiful for her to be able to share. And then she says, but one second. That's nice. You want to challenge ferocity, but let me go out here and read these bitches. I need to say something to them real quick. <laughs> let me go. Since they want to give reads, let me go read. <laughs> so okay. lecture tips on in in her gold ensemble. Right. <laughs> and goes up to ferocity and baby, she reads them from head to toe, from rooted to the tutor, as my grandmother <laughs> rooted would say. Rooted to the tutor. <laughs> rooted to the tutor baby she had read candy about bitch you in this late silicone this lacy miss silicone and your tissues <laughs> and then this chunk that's tripping on the stripper pole right fat girl miss piggy <laughs> all of you bitches are about to lose because if you haven't heard i'm evangelista now baby about to help win a trophy or 10. You know, <laughs> and I'm about to slay you bitches. So bring it. And Poppy, I think you've suffered long enough. I'm sure I can convince Blanca to bring you back into the house. Your mother. <laughs> Your mother. <laughs> <laughs> so she had read them fulfilled. All of them is looking stupid. Everybody's laughing and cackling. Y'all thought y'all was coming here to slay. All right. I'm finna read y'all. Take half your house members. And take, and hey, my twin, thing one, thing two. Get on over here. <laughs> Freaking frat, come on. Come on. <laughs> and they say, bye-bye. Bye-bye. And everybody snapped <laughs> and tipped on over to Evangelista Stein. So the challenge motherfucking starts. So the first challenge is um, they house, the bring it house against house, mm-hmm. and it's the dancers. It's the Damon and the, um, the, the other little boy. I can't remember his name. Um against Laomi. So Laomi is the one in the red suit. She was dancing. She was was it performance? 
uh, was the, it Old Way? Old Way, yes. Yeah. She was dancing. Um, she was in the red. That is Laomi. Her name is in the. Her character's name is Florida Ferocity. Right. But um, her real ball scene name is um, Laomi. What's her house name? What's her house? Is she still in Mizrahi? I don't know. I can't did she, is she not? I don't know. I haven't. I don't know what her current house is. I just know she used to be one, or she was one. What I do know is Laomi is the Willie Ninja of our time, right? If you want to compare her to anybody, mm-hmm. so Willie Ninja, the Ninja House is known for dancing. It's known for um, the old way performance that he set the standard when it comes to the old way, mm-hmm. and he's the one who. Uh, Madonna, when she um, culturally appropriated <laughs> voguing for her video, she brought Willie Ninja in, and all the moves you see on the video is Willie Ninja's. Mm-hmm. Like it was his style of dance that really blew up. And so, in recent time, Laomi, all this Beyonce give me body video. Um, all these dips you seeing in certain songs, like I've been seeing it all over, mm-hmm. like in different music videos, it's certain dance moves that Laomi is the architect of. Right. She is the starter. She is the one. It comes from the ball scene. Like, um, um, I'm trying to think of something specific, but definitely like the Beyonce "Give Me Body" video. Definitely. Oh, I can one. tell you one thing. What? There's there's a a hair a, a ponytail head swing. It goes like this. Like if you see, if, oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you see Leonis, Leonis swinging her head like that. That's Beyonce called, do it a lot of times. That's called a the, lot. That's called the lolly, like yes. lollipop. Yeah, that's what that's called. So, so it's everybody. yeah. Leomi is the architect of all this dance shit you are seeing. A lot of her and, shit be in like, and she's not getting credit. Mainstream shit, right? And she's not getting. They steal the shit it. from her. They <laughs> steal it from it her and put it in videos yeah. and put it in choreography and mix it up with other shit and. Y'all don't know <laughs> that it's her shit. Right. It's coming from our culture. It's coming from the ball scene. And y'all don't know it. Y'all just think it's some cute choreography that some that um They're stealing our shit <laughs> that somebody has done when she is the one. She is the creator. She is the one. She is the Willie Ninja of our time right now. That's so, right. Shout so, out to Laomi. Shout out to Laomi. We good. see you, girl. We know when we we know when we see your shit. Right. <laughs> So the scene goes to them battling, and then um, Praytel is moderating. I think this is a beautiful scene when he keeps saying pose, pose, and pose, pose, double time, pose, 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 pose. And that scene was just, uh, I love that scene. That scene was. I don't know. It just was cute because, you know, the show's name Pose and but everybody if you, is. if you go to balls, that part right there, you know, like when the commentator and the crowd starts interacting like that, uh-huh. it's a real fun part. It's, it's a real fun yeah. moment in the ball. So it, that, it's a family moment. That it's took me back to when I was moment. like 19, 20, 21. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, yes. Yes, <laughs> it's a family moment. Yeah, this is a battle, but we get our lives. Uh-huh. We all one community. So... The house wins. <laughs> Electra yes. wins. Uh, not Electra. I mean, no, Evangel- Electra. Shade. <laughs> Evangelista <laughs> wins the trophy. And I think it was so sickening for Electra and Blanca to do the now classic. 
Electra Trophy winning walk out of the thing. The tip out. <laughs> the tip out. With that your wagon. Yes. <laughs> the wagon girl. With the wagon. With the foot. Let me tip out. Slow. With my trophy in the air. Yes. Where you at? I got my whole life, whole life, whole life, whole life. So other people that we want to call out is Deja and Sanaya. Deja and Sanaya, these are real um, ballsing girls. Yes, that were voguing these, during these film are, queen these performance. These are like ballroom icon legend girls. Yes, like they've been around for, for years. For years, like they have laid down the foundation along with Naomi. Like before right. Naomi. Yeah, like Sanaya and Deja, they was here before Naomi. But not, you know. I'm just saying, like these are these are the girls. You know yeah. that Ryan Murphy has consulted with the right people. Yeah, he's getting the girls mm-hmm. to have. Exactly. The, the girls, girls who are in the scene, yes. who have made them their mark, who have done what they need to do when it yes. comes to being legends in this scene. Th- he has the girls on the show. So now I know like Sanaya knows I like, I live for her. Like I I know Sanaya. Sanaya girl live for Sanaya. I live for you I girl. Live for <laughs> I live for Deja too, but mm-hmm. Sanaya is has, she has always been the one for me. I am so you know I be talking about <laughs> yeah. her to you. <laughs> I know you love Sanaya. <laughs> That's your girl. I'd be like, Sanaya's on a TV. Wear it out. <laughs> so I live, 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 live that they have the all the greats on of the of the ball scenes on the show. I'd be I seeing love it, I'd, love it, love I'd be it. seeing like in the crowd like faces of uh-huh. like of, of just iconic girls, sickening legendary girls, just uh-huh. girls that have even babies. the mothers that they had. Yeah, like if you pay attention and look in the if crowd. You know the balls. Yeah, if yeah. you know the balls, you uh-huh. you see them. I'd be that's oh, ooh, love it, love it, love ooh. it. So during um Fem Queen performance, Candy's ass, Candy's two left foot ass, <laughs> tries to walk. Candy girl, first <laughs> we, of all. We just was living for your mug. Bruh. <laughs> like, you was looking, you came in, you was ready, you was looking love and sickening. And Even like, though you was being mean, we was living because yeah. you was looking big. You was looking so sickening and then you do this. Why you do this? Uh, so pray tell. And every time somebody do some, uh, uh, I got I stole this from money. Everybody from um, Queer Walk. Uh, every time somebody do some shady shit, you gotta be like Miss Candy. Miss Candy <laughs> <laughs> girl. Miss Candy. Miss Candy. <laughs> you know better. Pray tell, say, honey, did you get uh, category dyslexia? <laughs> okay, <laughs> baby, because. You went and got, we we gave you your rides when you went and got your body done, girl. You got your shape right. You got your shape right, but rhythm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You can't buy that, baby. Can't nobody inject that in you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so she, it, you know, she's fierce and she likes to read, but she's the one who can't take a read. Because right. every time she's getting read <laughs> for doing something she's not supposed to do. Baby, she wants she gets into twirl mode. Twirl mode. Where's my hammer? So she goes and she starts trying to fight the judges. Uh, she, and that's late. Like, that uh, yeah, is. You are y- y'all supposed to be that them girls the and the ferocity. You don't be fighting judges. That's tired. That is. That's tired. what late tired people do. Yeah, late tired houses. They do do it in the in the ball scene. It's some twirls that happens in the ball scene. I want y'all think it's just. Uh, roses and gumdrops. Yeah, but that <laughs> but was a justifiable chop, though. You should not have is, been out there, Candy. You should not be out there. But it is 
looked down on in the scene. Yeah, that's it's it, not cute. You ain't supposed to do that. Just take your chop and and move on and move on. Don't get mad, but it's some people that just take because you have to understand it's people that get chopped who shouldn't get chopped, mm-hmm. and they move on. You and have to move, just on. move on. I uh, you know it have because it's politics. Yeah, don't it's don't all, think that it's all fair and nice. Oh no, it ain't nothing. It fair. ain't nothing. That's, some, that, that sometimes is, it's fair. Yeah, sometimes it is. Sometimes, but, but sometimes, sometimes honey, it ain't. Who's at the judge's table? Is it your is it your ex mother that like you or your, that don't like your, you? Your right. Or a, a house that you that you didn't decide to join that oh, don't that, like you. Oh look, there's that judge up there that wanted me to suck his dick. I told him no, so now he's chopping me. Oh, right, all of that. Yes. You mad still? It's not right. You still mad? <laughs> you still okay. mad? So I'm chopped now. Okay. Yeah. So understand, it's it's some politics behind the judge's panel mm-hmm. as well. So, but this particular one, it was fair. You yeah. can't dance. You got chopped. Yes. Let it go. Don't try to fight people. Bye, girl. You're late and tired. So the scene cuts to Stan. Coming to the ball because he knows Angel is there and tells her he is leaving his wife, selling her these paper mache sun and moon and stars dreams. First of all, let's talk about the first thing he said when she said, what are you doing here? I'm here to rescue you. Baby, what? (laughs) (laughs) You need to rescue yourself, baby. You the one (laughs) in trouble. Right. Girl, bye. So Angel doesn't go for it, and she basically tells him, "Look, yes, I was in my feels about this situation, and we anybody can relate to it. Somebody can get on into your heart and creep on in." But she said, "Baby, you ain't my first Prince Charming, right? You ain't the first. I am Angel Evangelista B. <laughs> you are not the first nigga that done fell in love with my services, and not the last, <laughs> and not the last." <laughs> So, yeah, I, you might have stepped up to the plate and got me feeling you, but no. <laughs> too little, too late now. Too little, too late. When I was trying to give this a chance, you t- packed up all my shit and went back to your wife. Right. And we, Angel doesn't know, but we know because we've seen the scene with him and Patty. Once again, because Patty has kicked you to the curb, you have chose me. Right. Because Patty has gave you this ultimatum that you don't want to do. You don't want to lose these millions of dollars, these thousands of dollars at your job that Patty is saying you have to quit. Mm-hmm. So you can keep that job if you stick with me. Because you know I value stability mm-hmm. <laughs> and this cute apartment. <laughs> but, nope. I got a family. They take care of me. I'm not falling for your shit. She said, my wants have changed. What I want has changed. Yep. End of story. End of story. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Stan, go back, quit your job, and be a man. <laughs> yeah, I don't really need Stan in season two, so he can go somewhere. Mm, I don't know. I enjoy them playing around with that those relationships. I always get bored when it comes to Indi- uh, India, when it comes to Angel and Stan. Mm. It's always boring to me. They, I kind of, I'm like, uh, this is this, this is boring. <laughs> so it reminds me of my relationship with um my ex. My ex, we were together for like five years, and he would always dangle like surgery goals in my face mm-hmm. in order to get me back. It, it it wasn't a healthy relationship, so um, 
my life set me up to be susceptible to a nigga like this. So because I had a mother who was um, a drug addict, my stability wasn't always there. So, and people were never in my corner to help me out. I always had to be self-sufficient. So him being a person coming in and stepping up and taking care of needs, unlike anybody else who had done ever in my life, it made me susceptible to love him because my love language is acts of service. As is mine. (laughs) So, so people who do things that I need, and we're not talking about giving me gifts or um, like buying shit. It's things like making my life easier. Right. I fall in love with people like that because I don't have that. Mm-hmm. So when when he came in, it, I just was super, super, super susceptible to him. And he. Um, but what I didn't know is a year after I had got with him, he got with this woman, this this woman, and he moved me here in an apartment on the north side. And he was living with her in an apartment on the east side Mm. of Houston. And for five, four years, we, I didn't know anything about her and she didn't know anything about me. He would come to my house. Like I remember one time I needed, I think my last little surgery that I wanted was like, you know, let's say um, it was like $15,000. And I was having a hard time getting to it because it was around 2008, 2009. And oh, um, that's when the home became bad. That's right. That's when the prostituting shit was, for some reason, the economy prior to Obama went, well, we know the reason, fucking Bush. The crash, the economy was horrible. So wasn't nobody spending money like they wanted, like they were previously mm-hmm. in the early 2000s. Um, money was getting scarce they was fucking with the sites like you know like just like back back pages down now like they were like they was just fucking with all the sites craigslist was getting shut down it's just a lot of shit happening where the money for escorting and shit wasn't good as it was previously Mm. so it just i was i was making enough to pay bills but it just was not making me get to my goals fast enough and so he this nigga came to my house and counted out I'm a hood bitch and I like hood niggas. So most of the niggas I fuck with is dope niggas. Mm-hmm. So he, this nigga came, in, came came to my house and counted out like 15 G's. He had more money in the duffel bag, but he counted out 15 G's and said, I can't give this to you right now. But if you stop escorting and get a job, just just pay your way for through a job. I'll pay for your surgeries in six months. So, I take my ass back to school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I take my, I get a job, take my ass back to school in hopes that, it, because I was going to stop fucking with them. Because I was like, nigga, you ain't shit. You a down low nigga. I don't really want a relationship like that. Mm-hmm. The sex is garbage, for real, for real. Oh, bye-bye. <laughs> uh, so, this is only reason why I'm in love with you is because he his personality is really sweet. And not sweet, but um, yeah, it was sweet. But it, it, it just, we our personalities match well. And he, but he was always there for me when I needed him. Anytime I was in a in a bind, he was there to come and get me out of it. Hmm. Um, so six months later, I graduated from school. Um, he had said, um, but when it got time for him to pay up, he didn't pay up. Oh. When it was time for him to do the surgery shit, he did it. 
And then there was an incident where I was trying to move into a new apartment and I needed him to help me move. And he didn't want to help me move in the midst of my gay friends who was there to help me move too. Because he's on the download. And see when it and see with me with love language shit like that, like when you do something, especially if I don't ask you, it, it gets you a million points. But on the other hand, if I ask you to do something and you tell me no, right. Negative a million. Right. Points. So he did not want to come help me move. He wanted me, he wanted to get movers that he can help move instead of my friends, my gay friends. Wait, was he going to pay them? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, why didn't you just let him pay? It is the principle of I have movers. You can give me that fucking money if you want to give fucking money away. Oh. I have four gay male movers, my gay children, Mm -hmm. that want to help me move so I don't have to spend all kind of money. I need you to help them help me move. We, you, if you want to give somebody some money, give it to them. Mm-hmm. Why are you paying somebody? Oh, yeah, that makes the, sense. The I, reason, I see now. Yeah, the yeah, reason yeah. he didn't want to do it is so he didn't have to be there with all the gay boys. Oh. It wasn't about I got the money to afford to pay your movers. It's about I do not want to be there with all them faggots. Literal word out of his mouth. Ooh. So you're fucking with a whole trans woman who is pro-LGBT, and you coming out your fuck, and you just got through sucking my dick a couple of days ago, but, and you just got came out your fucking mouth, I don't want to be with no fucking faggots. That shit pissed me off. And so out of five years, <laughs> right, so out of five years of our relationship, of all this bullshit, and you dangling this shit in my face, you, and then here six months later, from the time you were supposed to pay for my surgery, I still ain't got it. So this is a year later, because you said you would do it in six months. A year after that, I need you to move and you still giving me this down low fucking shit. Nigga, get the fuck out of here. I'm not fucking with you no more. I move on my own. I paid movers on my own uh-huh. and moved with my gay children and moved into a new apartment. And I changed my number, stopped fucking with him, didn't talk to him no more. Well, when I move out of apartments, she calls movers. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like to go. Well, the but I don't, ha- I, I don't have gay children and friends to help me well, well, well I, before i had <laughs> when i don't have people to help me i'll go and rent a u-haul and then go to the uh, home depot and get me some mexicans and baby i tried to do that one time and like they literally like swarmed my car yeah they're gonna like, do that but you pick a couple of them and then you go take them pay them well and they'll move you I for got, for cheap i was scared so i dropped Oh no, not you were scared. <laughs> <laughs> oh baby. I baby, you let two of them get in the car and they will they will move you. Now I got twenty dollars. You both gonna be no, able to <laughs> I don't oh, uh, don't don't overpay them and don't underpay them. What do you pay them? Um, I pay them about it depends on how long it takes them. Oh. It just depends. Well that's for another time. More I think I think around ten to twelve dollars an hour. Oh, okay. I yeah. Can. So it just depends on how long it takes them. Mm-hmm. So and I feed them, oh, okay. <laughs> and I give them some. I always give them some beers because they love beers. They do love, <laughs> they beers. love beers. I say I get y'all a case of beers too, and wear y'all out, feed y'all, <laughs> get bring some meals to y'all, baby. They will. They love. They they cool. Yeah. And so anyway, that's <laughs> not the point. So I always um. So fast forward to six years later, six years after I break up with him. Why did his fi- his wife find me on Instagram? Because he's sneaking and watching me on Instagram and watching me on YouTube. 
and his his wife calls me, and we have a five hour hour conversation discussing every single thing. No, the tea party, everything, our sex lives, how long he's been with her, how long he's been with me. This nigga was so bad. He brought his daughter to the house with me, and lied to me and said that it was his, um, said that it was his brother's daughter. Oh, but it was his. This is my niece. This is my niece. He got her in the bed with me. We fantasizing. Oh, what if we could have kids? And da 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 da. And this is his whole daughter. <laughs> that baby is so much we spilled. And so she was trying to get me to tell, like he, she wanted, cause he abuses her too. Like he beats her up. No. And he ain't never put his hands on me. <laughs> I thought he was going to one time. Really? I thought he was. And I said, baby. And what was going through your mind? <laughs> I, exactly what I said. I said, baby, you are going to get the full wrath of the origin of my being if you decide to put your hands on me. Understand. I want you to understand that I was not raised <laughs> like maybe the chicks that you used to. I was raised to be a twirler. And I'm, I have no fear of no niggas. <laughs> so and i'm not gonna fight you fairly because i know you can beat me i don't i don't date small weak niggas right i know you can whoop me so i'm not gonna fight you fairly <laughs> i reached in my purse got my mace out and shook it because i'm about to spray you and beat the fuck out of you okay whatever you choose to do you can choose to put your hands on me if you want to try me and he just kept driving he had stopped the car because I thought he was about to punch me. Ooh. I thought because he had pulled over in the middle of the highway and I thought he was about to hit me. And I was like, oh, this is where we going. And I said it. And he was like, and he just huffed and and pressed the gas to go. Wise. wise Very wise. Decision. <laughs> Very wise. Because understand this ain't what you want. <laughs> so... So he, um, so his wife tells me that she beats on him, that he, that he beats on her, and I was like, he ain't ever did that to me, and she was like, mm. <laughs> but we spill all kinds of tea. But somebody asked on Twitter, had I ever been in a situation? I really loved this dude, I really did, and we had been together for five years. So I'm telling y'all all kinds of negative stuff, but it was a lot of great things that he did for. We had a lot of great moments in between that. Mm -hmm. So. But I had to decide, am I with this nigga because he has the coins or because he really cares about me? Do I think he cares about me? Absolutely. I really do think that he does. But he does not, like I said about Stan, he does not know how to, how to rec reconcile what he wants and what, like, what he wants and what he should have mm. based on society. And so he was trying to have both, me on this side of town and his wife on the other side of town, and take care of me and take care of his wife. Oh, Stan. Stan, yes, that's what he was trying to do. Yeah. But I had to realize that this is not for me. This is not what I want. I didn't want a down-low nigga. Uh-huh. And even though I didn't find out about the wife until years later, I got out of it prior to this mm. because – Look, you whack. You a homophobe, a a down low homophobe. How does is, that work? How does that work? <laughs> you, I get that. I'm like you. Are, you just strange, and I don't get it. And she would tell me, like, even in his wife conversation with me, she would tell me anytime some gay people or any kind of gay thing come on the TV, he would be like, Ugh, "Look at this fucking shit."
Oh. I, I'm like, what? But she's like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm. It's just. It's so strange. But there's niggas out here that are strange like this, and that's what it was. So I had to walk away from this situation because it it started to be taxing. It was no longer. I was no longer willing to live this fake ass life and be this secret Barbie doll that he comes plays with whenever he wanted to play with. So right. that's why I relate to Angel and Sand's story so much because I have literally, literally been in that same situation. So I guess you got to be a trans girl to understand that. Yes. Yeah. Mother of the Year Award is on. <laughs> so the scene switched to the Mother of the Year Award. And of course, Blanca wins. <laughs> as it should be. As it should be. Because as Praytale so eloquently and emotionally shared, she has throughout the show just have been stepping up to the plate when it comes to her humility and her fight for her children and her fight to keep them safe and her fight to... Um, Show tough love when it's needed and be tender when it's needed. And I think that's the balance of black mothers. Not only that, but she's doing all that while dealing with her own issues. With her own issues. Not even keeping it to herself. If that that is not the story of a black mother, I don't know what is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because in this life, you have to sometimes black mothers got to go through some shit and they have to keep it together for the safety of their children. They got to keep it together to make sure they know that they are loved. Mm-hmm. And that's just a story. And she was just, it just was perfect for her to win. Um, mother of the year. Yeah. Absolutely. Mother of the year. She looked stunning when she went to accept her award. With her yellow on. With that pretty ass, with them long ass trains on that pretty yellow uh-huh. ass dress. With Absolutely. her arms out. Looking like statuesque. Absolutely. Model. Love. She was looking even more beat than they when they was trying to read her in the beginning. Uh-huh. Like she was she looking, looking like that yellow dress. That was uh-huh. the number right there. That was the number. They always put her in a sickening number that compliments her that you would normally otherwise not think. Well, me specifically, mm-hmm. I, I'd be like, mm, I don't know if she would look cute in that because she kind of thin and she ain't got curves. But it'd be looking love on her. Mm-hmm. She always looks sickening to me. Probably tell know how to wear it. Yes. <laughs> so. um Somebody asked, "Is this the what? What is the typical way for mothers to be chosen in the ball scene?" Uh, it really just depends on the politics of the house. Usually, what happens is, um, usually the house father will just deem a mother, right? Like, like when I, I was in allure for a long time, mm-hmm. and the house father Al, who's still the house father of allure. Mm-hmm. I mean, actually, no, it the house is no longer, but right, we, but he deemed like a couple mothers when I was in that house. And he uh-huh. just would say, hey, this is this is the new mama. Your mother, mm-hmm. the new mother, blah, 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 blah. But if that's not the case, then there's usually a board, there's a, usually a board of members in the house. Mm-hmm. Elder members, they usually aren't active anymore or they're rarely active, but they were in the past and they right. just oversee things. Usually they will vote. If the house father doesn't deem the mother himself, then the then the panel will just vote on right. Who they and want. some houses have just like a central house mother, yeah. And then like you just said, there's house mothers and there's a house father. Like the house of extravaganza, Hector has been the house father for years, for right. decades, right? Yeah. Um, Hector is one of the judges at the table at the ball. Um, he's a real. I mean, he's 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 like, he's, a, like he's been there shit. since. <laughs> that is a relic. 
Right. Yeah, so he's, he's somebody that's been around for years. Since forever. Since pre-Paris is Burning. He was in Paris is Burning. Yeah, like, I think he was, like, maybe 70s. Yeah, so, yeah. So, sometimes as a house father, sometimes as a house mother, and sometimes, especially around this era, you know, things can just grow organically, mm-hmm. you know? Sometimes, so, sometimes a house only wants a trans woman as a mother. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that the mother may be a butch queen. Right. The mother's not always a trans woman. Right. It's not always a trans woman. Like my gay mother has always been trans, mm-hmm. but I know some like Kellen. He's a gay mama. Right. He he got gay kids, but right. he he's he's a full butch queen gay man. Right. Sometimes so. gay mothers are not necessarily trans folks. That's yeah. true as well. But it's usually voted upon by a panel of, of, of board members, members or whatever, or it's deemed by the house father. So. Okay, so at the end of the episode, love is a house plays while they are having a family dinner. It is beautiful because it's now, it started off a little bitty, a little bitty chair table. Now they now it's just like this big feast. And they had lasagna or whatever. It was yes. no, uh, what was it, hamburger? No sloppy joe tonight, baby. Uh-uh, it ain't been sloppy joe since what? she got her mother's recipes. Oh, girl. <laughs> she been looking it up for them. I guess. She gave them some empanadas. Oh, she she gave them a little casserole this season. Don't be reading Mother Mother Blanca's girl, food, honey. I need, to, I need to see more of Mother's <laughs> Recipe book, honey. I need to see a little more. And you saw it at okay. the end. It was Season two. Season two. <laughs> she needs to be Julia I Child. Need to, I need to be. I need to have matching utensils and a bigger spread, please. <laughs> so I'm sure Electra gonna fix up the house right. now, that, now that she's in there. <laughs> That'll be funny to see how she updates it. Yes. <laughs> so it is on a beautiful family note. Um, one last question I kind of want to ask you. What does this representation mean for the future? So this we shared how this show has been groundbreaking and beautiful. What do you think now that we are going to get a season two? What do you think this show is going to do for the future? I think this is just going to well, of course, it's going to increase visibility and awareness for the culture that um, I just think that it's also going to give more. LGBT actors and trans actors opportunities to get out there. I think that uh, this, I don't think this is just progressive. This is just pushing the culture forward nonstop in all directions. Um, I think that this is, this is gonna make, uh, open more doors for more shows, open more doors for more cameos, guest appearances, things like that. This is, to me, this is very, very important. Mm-hmm. To me, um, especially like, you know, because I have an interest in, like, arts, theater, mm-hmm. things like that. So, I don't know. Like, I feel like I feel like I feel like I could do this if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like if I feel like this, there's a whole bunch of other people that feel like this, too. Right. And I think it's a ripple effect. I think this is a, rock, a stone in a calm pond. Like, when you, you know how, like, you throw in a, a rock in a, in a pond and it just kind of ripples out. Like, this these waves of ripples come from where you hit, the, where the rock hit the water. I think even the people, I think, the you know, the people who are watching it and love it. Yeah. There's going to be some people who need to watch it that don't watch it. Mm-hmm. But the people who watch it and love it and are learning from it and in, ingesting the normalcy that this is selling. Pause for a second uh-huh. because you said the people who need to watch it but don't. When I had that that nigga in here, uh-huh. he was reading. Uh-huh. But guess what was going on by the time I got to having got having that session with him? His ass was sitting on that chair on the couch, 
enthralled into the TV. Right. And then it was like 20 minutes had went by. I didn't say nothing on purpose. Mm-hmm. I just let him watch it. And then mm-hmm. he says, oh, wait a minute. Oh, shit, I've been here watching. Oh, fuck. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. You can finish watching the rest. I know you. Uh huh. I know you get into. Are you it. getting your life? <laughs> so I think that I think that the people that does watch it is they're gonna they're gonna see a more intimate. They're gonna have a more enriched view of our community. They're gonna go out here and share what they learned. They're gonna. Um, I just think art imitates life. It's gonna. It's just it, sometimes it's it takes a TV. Out. Sometimes it takes something like a TV show, like the Cosby's. Yes. Yeah. Like it takes this sometimes to get it out. You right. know. Um. I don't think that there'd be any. I don't think there's gonna. There would be any other more effective way to to get. Like I said, this is a subculture of a subculture. Exactly. You know? Like um in Living Color. Yeah. Deaf Comedy Jam. Like there's um, no way you would even know about this if you didn't know how to find the rabbit hole. Exactly. You get what I'm saying? So this is showing you where it is. Right. This is removing the veil. Right. You get what I'm saying? So this is helping everybody understand and be progressive and, you know, just you know you get what I'm saying? See yourself in a community that you may not be a part of. Yeah. You can see yourself in a character like Blanca. You can see yourself in a character like Damon. You can see yourself, if you're a woman, you can relate to a bullshit ass fuck boy trying to sell you a fucking dream. Mm-hmm. You can relate to that. You know Angel's situation. Even if you, the particulars are not the same, you can understand. You can understand being in that predicament. You can understand Patty. You can understand a lecture. If you have been in this high place and fell to the ground and need a help, you can understand the pride that it takes to ask somebody. You can uh, look at these characters and relate to them. Even though you may be far removed from this particular scene, you can see the humanity in these people. I'm just going to say it like this, and this is how I'm going to end it. Like, if something can draw tears out of me effortlessly, <laughs> I don't cry like that. Like, if I'm crying, it's either real. I don't think that's true, though. I think you believe that's true. I don't think that's true. I don't think I so. I think your emotions are right on the surface. But every but everybody can't get them out of you. Mm. That that's might be what, what it believe. is. <laughs> <laughs> everybody can't get them out of you, but I think some po- people can. Pose can. <laughs> yeah, Pose gets can. it out. <laughs> <laughs> so I think um, we need to continue narrative like this. So if you are a creative then go for it. Put the narratives out there and write amazingly beautiful stories like this and we'll support it. Ryan Murphy, thank you so much. Janet, Mock, thank you so much. Everybody. Cass, thank you guys so much. Oh my God. And all of our listeners here at Marsha's Play, I love you guys. You guys have been sharing it and showing love. People have been hitting me up and it's just been amazing. Hey, somebody asked about me in one of the comments. I felt so important. I was like, oh, <laughs> my mood. I was like, oh, that might feel so good. Yes. <laughs> so continue um, to wait and um, to wait for season two and season make sure two. y'all support it next season. For that three. All right. So pose. And pose. And pose. And pose. Double time. Pose. 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 Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We will be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out.
You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamond, S-T-Y-L-Z, at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. You gonna say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, y'all. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 Every little thing.